the 1930s, President Franklin Delano Roosevelt addressed the nation through a series of radio broadcasts known as the Fireside Chats. His aim was to reassure the common man that our society would recover from its troubled times. Well, we're far from 1930, and I deal with a different kind of fire. For a new era of worldly frustration, we offer a fresh conversation. I'm Greg Carlwood, and these are the Higher Side Chats. Hey there, and hello, Higher Side Chatters. Just another pre-show announcement from your humble host today to say that this show is only an hour and is coming out as a plus bonus show for now, but it's probably just going to be an early release for plus people because I do want to put this out for everyone. When we sat down to record this, I had planned for a two-hour show, so it kind of put me behind schedule in terms of my obligations to the audience, but sometimes that's just how it goes. I'm lucky enough to be completely flexible, and I'm really glad we were able to do it. I bugged Dr. Milham for a while to get him to agree because he's very serious about this work, and he's been collecting data and sounding the alarm for decades. And for someone who has made this their life's mission and has proved their point over and over again, sometimes they're hesitant to appear on a show that calls itself a conspiracy show and uses some of the logos and imagery that we use. So I had to really make the case that THC is a serious place, and I was really happy when he eventually agreed. Dr. Milham is not a young man anymore and even suffered a stroke last year, unfortunately, that I learned about during the show. So I understand the idea of two hours just being way too much of a commitment, and it's clear that he's been committed to this work because he's still trying to get the word out despite all of this. And that said, I hope you enjoy it and take to heart some of these warnings about a realm of health dangers and corporate corruption that is not talked about nearly enough. So let's get into it with Dr. Sam Milham on the other side. Higher Side Chatters, how are we doing out there from sunny San Diego? I'm Greg Carlwood, and we know that our Western ways are so awash with harmful chemicals and unhealthy habits that it can be hard to properly pin down exactly what's what. But the purity and integrity of our food, water, and medicine are all in poor shape and don't seem to be trending in our direction anytime soon. And even with the many conversations we've had about all these areas of concern, it seems we missed a major component of the sickness soup that is our modern society, which has only recently hit my radar through the work of today's highly credentialed guest, Dr. Sam Milham. Dr. Milham is a physician and epidemiologist specializing in public health. With more than 100 scientific publications and several awards for his work, He really is a pioneer in understanding the relationship between electricity and human health, and he's well known as being the first scientist to raise the alarm on the frightening link between occupational exposure to electromagnetic fields and human disease. 
Well, despite our wildly unhealthy lifestyles and the many factors we focus on with other guests, it's Dr. Milham's contention that it's really our constant exposure to electricity and the shady practices of the corporations involved that's actually killing us. He breaks it all down in his great book, Dirty Electricity, Electrification, and the Diseases of Civilization, and I'm really excited to have him here to talk about it. A public health hero and true champion of the people, Dr. Milham, welcome to the higher side. I'm glad to be here. Well, I'm really psyched to be doing this. Thanks so much for your time. I know a lot of this has been your life's work, and it definitely should be highlighted and appreciated. We've done several previous episodes with guests who have a lot of concerns over cell phones, Wi-Fi, and that latest buzzword 5G, but you've been showing the data that proves we have had a problem for a long time, long before anyone knew these latest terms. And to kick this off with a quote from the book, you say, when Thomas Edison began wiring New York City with a direct current distribution system in the 1880s, he gave mankind the magic of electric light, heat, and power. In the process, though, he inadvertently opened a Pandora's box of unimaginable illness and death. Well, obviously that's quite a statement, but the point there is that this is not a new problem, is it? No, it goes back to Tom Edison. The guys who were generating the stuff at the Pearl Street Station got sick. But that's all in the book. People can read the book and read about the old stuff. And you know the other thing that I tell people... You know, there's a couple populations in the world that have very low exposures to this stuff. The Amish, you know, a Mennonite sect, they're all over the North and South America. If you look at them, they're, they're a whole lot healthier than we are. Unfortunately, they don't have cancer, their bones are stronger. And, and uh, well, I, well, I don't want to get ahead of myself. <laughs> but, well, let's go ahead. It is interesting and worth mentioning because you talk about how difficult it can be to find a control group, and that would definitely be one. And when I was younger, I definitely kind of laughed at the Amish for saying things like electricity were demonic or evil or, or bad, but they clearly are not good for us. And so maybe we should pay a little more respect. I was going to Hopkins for a master of public health. They had people that were then, that's 50, 55, 60 years ago. It was well, a long time ago. We're studying the Amish in Pennsylvania, and, and they were stuck on the fact that they just didn't get diabetes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's one of the diseases that's really a hallmark of EMF exposure. Mm. In fact, when we clean up houses where diabetics live, we have to warn them that, especially if they're type 1, and you know, they give themselves insulin every day, that the need for it's going to change, change a lot. We warn them about it, and it always happens. Yeah, and we're going to get into that too, but that's one of those mind blowers to me that even diabetes is affected by electrical exposure because that's something so synonymous with diet because we always think about the blood sugar and what you're putting in your body. (laughs) But no, that's not true, right? No, it's, it's, hey, EMF blows diet away. Look at all the dietary differences around the planet. Everybody suffers from EMF in spite of their diet. Look at the Amish, they shoe fly pie and greasy stuff, and they're healthy as hell. Well, whatever. Yes. Well, while we're talking about other countries around the world, I heard you mention that some countries have a Delta system. I'm curious what that means. How is their system different than our electrical grid? In North America and South America, we've got a grounded Y system, which means that at every transform, well, it used to be like, 
four or five down grounds per mile. But now, if you go out and look at the pole-mounted transformers, look at the, the gray cylinders up on top. Each one of those has got a wire to earth. Now, that was there initially when it was built for emergencies, like lightning strike or, or wires that dropped and flashed over. But now it's it's used to save the utilities from putting more wires up on top. All the electricity that comes to your house has to go back to the substation. It goes, you know, back at the speed of electricity, which is nearly the speed of light. And unfortunately, they, now it's the ground is full of all the return currents, and that's another source of exposure that's increasing by the day. And I think that's one of the reasons why animals that live in the ground, and like like wet, wet places, are croaking like mad. Mm. Croaking frogs and their bibs are just dying off. And a lot of other animals, too, because they feed on them. But anyway, now in Europe and other places, they've got a, a grid where all the electricity that goes to your house goes back on the wires, like ours should, but doesn't anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was something I was going to get into, because when we talked about getting this interview set up, I learned you're not a big fan of that term conspiracy, and I understand that. But these companies have to know what's going on, and they clearly would rather cover it up than fix it, and maybe calling it an attack is going too far. But you do say, in the last 20 years, over 70% of the electricity we use runs back to the station through the ground rather than neutral transmission lines. So, like most corporations, they're using the Earth as a general dumping ground for their garbage. But talk to us about how these utility companies are making things worse than they even have to be. Well, you know, every state's got a rule that says they can't do that, but they do it. I mean, it says, you know, I read the California law when I lived down there in the winters. Now I'm up in Washington State year-round, but it says clearly you can only use that for emergencies, and they use it routinely. And as I've measured the ground everywhere, like I used to hike up on the Cascade Crest Trail down here in California, you find really strong fields and currents in the earth. And one of the ways it's showing up is freshwater electrocutions down south are going up. Actually, we had one right here in the state last year. A couple was floating down the Puyallup River. This girl's heart stopped, you know. And they've got all kinds of funny reasons why it happened, but it happened because the river's electric, high electric fields in, in the water. Hmm. That's the ground current. I, I, used, I, fish, I used to fish a lot. But I went out to one of the islands in the Puget Sound, uninhabited, Squawkson. It's a tribal island. In fact, it was a, it was a prison for them for years, but now nobody lives there. And nobody can go on it. And I had a tribal guy took me out, and I measured their recurrence on the island. And how'd they get there? They, they run underneath, they run through the water, and, and they up through on the land, and then down the other side to go back to the substation it came from. So there's no place in North America that I've measured. I've measured Alaska and Canada and the West Coast and had other people make measurements back east. And if they got a grounded Y system, they got a current in the ground. It shouldn't be there. Hmm. And it gets into our house. Like when I lived in California, I lived in a, a fourplex in Indio. And my dog got sick. It was hot down there. And he's, he liked to sleep on the tile floor in the bathroom. Well, it turns out that that was hot. It had electric fields and magnetic fields in it, and I found out it was coming into the house from the concrete slab, and it was getting into the slab from each end of the building. They had a the gas supply, 
the gas meter. So I've hooked one microbe to the gas meter and another to the ground. I found a whole bunch of electricity. It shouldn't be there. I mean, why does a gas meter got electricity in it? This is before they were making them Wi-Fi's, like most smart meters. And those are worse for us, right? Oh, God, that's horrible. I had a smart meter in my house for a couple of years. When they put it on, I was there. And I said, hey, look, I don't want that thing. Well, they said, well, you either have that or we shut the electricity off. So what are you going to do? Hmm. So I had it on for a while. I tried shielding it. I couldn't shield it. But then it came with a law in Washington State saying, you can opt out. So I did. And I may pay a little more for my electricity, but I don't have that damn smart meter to keep me up all night. It's right on my bedroom wall, you know. My house, I, there's no place else I can sleep. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they're getting us through the wires and through the wiring and through the earth. California, the floor of the bathroom and any metal that was attached to the floor, like the door jams and the windows, were hot. You know, you touch them and you get a appreciable current in your body. That's another thing we just we were the first to show that how to measure the current, not approximated from you know, volts times amps equals the power. If you can get the power and voltage, you can figure the amperage just by division. Hmm. But we can actually measure it now. We can measure it with a meter. And we found out that when I put my bathroom light on, it's just an ordinary six-foot fluorescent. Or maybe it's four-foot, I don't know. But it puts heavy current in my body. And I went, to, went around town and went to offices. And if it's got a high ceiling, it's fine. But if the ceiling's under, say, 10 feet or 12 feet, People in a place are getting exposed if they have fluorescent lights. And LEDs are bad, and the little curly cues, compact fluorescents are bad. So, you know, we'd have a lot of stuff we, we got to avoid, and, you know. And Wi-Fi is one thing we got to avoid. we got to avoid LEDs and fluorescent lights, and et cetera. Go on and ask questions. <laughs> Well, you mentioned that the utility companies are supposed to have that extra wire that runs everything back, and they just aren't. It's more expensive to run that wire, so they're dumping it in the ground. Well, what it does is, I work with Stetzer out in Wisconsin, Dave Stetzer. He does this every day. And what's happened there is the ground current messes up the cows. They don't milk. And any other animals on the ground get sick. And they've had some cases where they just had to put that line up for the return currents and the cows get better. I mean, so, you know, if you can make the cows better, you can make people better. Mm-hmm. And I went out and measured what the Amish were getting sick. And, you know, when they buy a house, they rip the wires out and they sell it silver copper. They don't have any electricity in their barns. Or, they, they don't get asthma. They don't get, get a lot of stuff. But unfortunately, I want to live with electricity. But we don't have to have dirty electricity. We can have, you know, off-grid Solar, you know, and then solar and wind are another problem. It's a, the modern, modern way. But if they tie to the grid, they have to invert. They generate DC, and they have to generate make an AC. And the inverters uh, put dirty electricity into the house wiring and into the the wiring of the system, and that's bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. I did gloss over some of your credentials, but you have worked for the Washington State and New York State Departments of Public Health. You mentioned earlier they're supposed to be doing this one way and they're not doing it. Well, what are the Departments of Public Health saying about this? Are they just ignorant to it? Are they overlooking it? I mean, these are the watchdogs that are supposed to hold these people accountable. Uh, Look, I think it paid off by the utilities. When I was working in 
Wisconsin, we had an epidemic in, in the schools. They actually said to clear a couple of epidemics uh, by putting filters in and then and cured the problem. But this one one Catholic school, uh, we figured they had the hell of a problem. They had cancer in the kids and some of the teachers. And they just tossed us out and we went to the public health people that did no good. Mm-hmm. And we really jumped into this thing, but maybe we could better define dirty electricity. Is it always coming from the ground? Is it sometimes coming from the wires and the devices? How's it hitting us? No, most of it's coming from other stuff in your house. When you put your microwave oven on, it puts RF out. And if you have LEDs or any inverters in your house, that's putting dirty electricity in. If you're in a neighborhood that's got solar, you've got dirty electricity because it runs into the wires and gets to your house from your neighbors. The perfect place to live would be out by yourself on, on 15 acres with nothing around you. But you probably still have stuff in the ground. Because, you know, like up on the Cascade Crest Trail, I was 20 miles from anywhere. And I could measure the stuff in the ground all the time. Hmm. And let's also break down which conditions we're talking about. This dirty electricity might be responsible for leukemia, lymphoma, various cancers, even obesity and diabetes, which are the really weird ones to understand. But what all falls under this umbrella of health conditions and disease caused by dirty electricity? When I first started, I started with leukemia. And that's obviously related to it. But all the cancers, breast cancer, female breast cancer is a big one. And, and it's, it's the heart disease. And it? It's everything except accidents, car accidents. If you, you look at electrified versus unelectrified populations in this country, well, the book was basically a result of a study I did way back when. And I just used the death records and I used, used them by state and I did them nationally. And and it showed that if you lived in a place that, well, what happened is electricity, they have to run wires to your house from a generating station. So the city's got it right away. I mean, they, they got it within, say, 10 years of Edison in the late 1800s. But the last farms didn't get electrified in the U.S. until 1955. So you had half a century where you had half the country with electricity, half without it. And I just looked at the difference in mortality rates. They're just incredible. That, you know, place that had electrification had a whole lot more of everything, except auto accidents. Suicide's a big one. That's another one that's an EMF disease. And uh, I don't know about homicide, but suicide for sure. Now that's because of the stress response, I guess, that this is causing. Who knows? Who knows? But the stuff changes your, your ionic levels in your blood, calcium ions come out, and Let's face it, you know, we, we evolved with electricity on the planet, human resonances and lightning, and that's about it. And the Earth's fields, then we, we all of a sudden added this stuff, and, and this 5G is going to be bad because it's putting a lot more transmitters closer to a lot more people. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what they put out, it's all bad. Mm-hmm. This is kind of a weird one, but I wanted to ask you, in terms of the history about that whole Tesla versus Edison saga, I think a lot of folks seem to think of Tesla as a futurist who wanted to help humanity and Edison as the savvy businessman who wanted to commercialize the whole thing. But there is that alternating current versus direct current debate. And I'm not sure if it matters anymore, but is one less harmful health-wise than the other? Oh, yeah. DC is a whole lot healthier for you if you can have it because it doesn't carry the dirty electricity. 
And DC is what Edison backed. No, Edison went with AC, man. Oh. He generated AC at the, at the Pearl Street substations in New York. You know? <laughs> then it's bad for the pocketbook and for the body. Yeah, well, it's bad for everything, unfortunately. And, you know, we could, with our technology, if we can put people on the moon, we can get clean electricity. Well, we can go to a Delta-type grid like they have in Europe. But, you know, they've got solar, they got wind over there, so they got problems. Those technologies are dirty. Mm-hmm. Down in California, I spent a lot of time measuring the wind farms down in San Diego, and, and they measured a whole lot of solar places, and they're, they're all bad. I mean, nothing good about them. Yes, I actually think you did a study of a tribe that was living near a wind f- turbine field, and they're a great case study as to the damage that can be done, right? Yeah, it's also, I don't know if it's still on the web, but there's a picture of all the windmills burning one day. <laughs> Something went wrong with them. I think they had like 20 windmills, and they all burned. They were spectacular blades flying off and fire coming out of them. No, they just put new ones in. People are sick again. Hmm. So I was trying to look at other sources to kind of educate myself on this stuff because it is fairly complex. And what I was reading said that the towers operate on direct current, but it's the electrical current supplied to the tower that is alternating current. And therefore, they need to have an inverter. And the inverter is a big part of the problem. Why this mismatching of the two different systems. Why can't we just stick to one? We should stick to DC. That's what we should stick to. I mean, all, all radios run on DC, you know. And except if you plug them into the wall, they've got an inverter to change the AC to DC. And that's how solar works. The solar cells make direct current. And if you want to electrify your, your AC house, you have to put it through a device that changes the, the AC to DC. In fact, they use AC and DC for transmission. And DC transmission's better. They they take the big five. There's a big DC transmission line that runs down the West Coast. But the devices they have at each end, they do the AC to DC transmission or, or vice versa, are bad. I mean, they put crap into the line. That's why you get these, these fires along power lines and, and pipes. Up. They run everything down the same corridor, you know, pipes and power lines, and the pipes burst. <laughs> the current that makes them weak and they blow, and we had a bunch of people killed on a pipeline blue and, and a line up here, and I'm sure that's what happened. Mm. Yeah, we really have been kind of tiptoeing around that paper you have, the dark side of clean energy or the dark side of green energy. And so I do know people who have recently put solar panels on their house thinking they're doing the right thing. Can they fix that? I mean, they just made a $20,000 investment. How can they fix it so they're not cooking themselves? Well, when it's on, if it's solar, just go work and come home and shut it off before you go to sleep. Hmm. That's all all you can do. If you're there in the house, you get exposed. So if you work from home, you're just done? You're screwed. Ah, there's nothing, there's no kind of tweaks that you can do to the system itself? Oh, no, you could wear yourself a silver hat, you know, or whatever. But no, not, nothing's going to help you. You're walking around your house and it's got solar during the day. You're getting exposed. Wow. Well, that's sad to hear. It is. Now they they got rules in California that all houses have to have solar after a certain date. Yeah, yeah. Bad news. 
Well, I'll be gone. I won't worry about that. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to go to 15 years. Well... I do like that you've sort of focused your career on occupational hazard for one, because I think a lot of companies put people in harm and either don't care or don't put the effort into really knowing all the hazards involved. But as you say in the book, it also shows that a condition is situational and thus preventable. Can you give the people an example or two about maybe big occupational studies you did? You know, I studied the paper workers in the state. I studied the carpenters internationally, U.S. and Canada. And, you know, they've got their problems, but people have studied the electrical workers, and they all show the same problems, you know. They get exposed to the same stuff we are only more, and it shows up in their mortality and morbidity patterns. The one study really helped uh, study up in Canada. They, they had a different meter, and they were measuring high-frequency stuff, and that showed lung cancer. I mean, that's smoking cancer and people who had high-frequency exposure, and that's that's about the time I learned about that. I learned about the stuff Stetzer and Marty Graham were doing with the cows in Wisconsin, and I hooked up with them, and, and that's what the dirty electricity is. It's, it's high-frequency stuff. That shouldn't be there. Hmm. 60 cycle is bad, but it's not as bad as the high-frequency stuff. Like they talk about the Moscow embassy being microwaved by the Russians. They didn't put microwaves in. The walls are, you know, three-foot concrete. Microwaves don't go through three feet of concrete. They just ran dirt electricity into the wires. Nobody knows that. <laughs> I talked to a guy who did it. He's good Russian. But it's happened down in Cuba, I think. They've had a, a place where people get sick. The stuff makes you sick, let's face it. Mm, mm-hmm. Yes, the the Quinta middle school teacher situation, the cancer cluster there, that's one of your big claims to fame, isn't it? Yeah, but unfortunately, those teachers are still getting exposed. The school district and the politicians down there didn't knuckle under. There's another school I worked at. It was an elementary school in North Palm Springs. What's it called? Anyways, I wrote it up in the book. Mm-hmm. They've got an even worse problem. Teachers all had breast cancer. And the kids were nuts. I mean, they were. And we fixed the, the craziness in the kids by filtering the rooms, but. I went to the school board and pitched and said, hey, I'd clean the place up for you for free. And they wouldn't let me. Right. So as far as I know, they're still, still getting exposed. Another real winner I had down there is I cleaned up near the Lakinta School is a YMCA daycare center. Boy, that was really filthy. And as I cleaned that up, you know, bought the filters, put them in. I was back down on a visit and I went in to check how the place was doing. And God, the filters are gone. They take them out tossed them or sold them to have done something and nobody would own up to what had happened or why so that the kids are getting exposed again unfortunately mm. so you know you gotta watch these people like a hawk <laughs> <laughs> right it's just like everything is leaning towards maximizing the damage done by this stuff there's no filters there's no anything you know we got in this country if you look and compare our health results to places that have the Delta grid, we're worse. You know, we spend a lot more money on health and, and the results aren't as good. And I think part of it is, is due to the electrical exposure. I don't know. I know a part of it is due to, a large part of it is due to electrical exposure. And unfortunately, that's how it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And another study you did was on aluminum plant workers at Kaiser Aluminum. 
and you say, when you did that study, management of Kaiser retained Sir Richard Dahl to neutralize my cancer findings. After he died, it was revealed that Monsanto paid him $1,500 a day for many years. That's the sort of thing that doesn't surprise me anymore. And it's a major factor in the suppression of this sort of data. But how often have you run into situations like this? Hey, look, at where it really happens is in Congress. I mean, why do we give Israel 23000 bucks a family every year, you know, for free? And because APAC, you know, the pro-Israeli lobby, which is, I mean, they're representing a foreign country and they're not even licensed. All the other people that want to represent other countries are licensed. They take entourages of our Congress people over there to Israel and put them in nice hotels and feed them good stuff. And, you know, hey, look, at, we're going to have this problem until we get federal funding of elections and no more of this giveaway stuff. Mm-hmm. Like we got to pay for prisons. Well, the prison people have spent a couple million bucks in, in terms of bribes. That's what they are, is bribes. You know, and they got their way. Right. Why should you have that? Pay for prisons. It's crazy. You know? Indeed. Agreed. And... Yeah, in terms of lobbying and bribery, you think General Electric doesn't have some money set aside for that kind of thing? I look at they all do. Look at Boeing with these. I mean, they make great planes, but these two that crashed on account of a software problem, uh, that's just nonsense. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, they even want to let the things fly. They sold some of those planes with a fix on there that the companies had, the people who bought the planes had to pay more money for it. So, so if you want safety, I guess you got to buy it. <laughs> but anyway, I hope it doesn't doesn't put them under. I mean, they, they'll survive. Business will slow down for a while, but they all survive. Oh, yeah. These handful of companies that have been around longer than me, maybe even longer than you, they don't go anywhere. They always weather every storm and offload all responsibility and any kind of penalties they might pay. They're going to come to you and I. They're not going to hurt their bottom line or come from their shareholders at all. You know, I'm still working in my old age. That's when I wrote a paper documenting the problem with lighting. Lighting is important. You know, big office buildings in San Diego or L.A. or anywhere else in the world. Most of them have fluorescent lights or LEDs. And that's a, a bad source of exposure. I was wondering why. People who work these healthy, and if you compare guys who work in dirty shops to the cancer rates are highest in people who work in office buildings <laughs> and a lot of other stuff that is high, like it showed that cancer that's related to sunlight, you know, melanoma, it's a lot more common in people who don't have any sunshine exposure than guys who work outdoors. So you know, damn well, it's not the sunlight. The sunlight does it, but the electricity does it too, for sure. Hmm. Well, there was also something really interesting about sunlight in one of the papers that you have where obviously we have this idea that sunlight is causing cancer. And you write about a study of multiple sclerosis and vitamin D saying that the results show that the more sunshine there is where you live, the less MS there is. And you go on to say that your first cousin developed MS. You told him to get a job outside. He did. And it's been minimal ever since. I think that's probably worth a mention. Yeah, I talked to him uh, last year. I was back in a visit for really close friends with his brother, but he's well. He's got other problems 
with old age, but he doesn't have his MS anymore. Wow. People are spending so much money in our broken healthcare system to fix these debilitating conditions, and all you need to do sometimes is go outside or limit your exposure. He'd think so. <laughs> what am I laughing? It's not funny. <laughs> I mean, we laugh so we don't cry, right? Yeah, I guess. Well, another thing I thought was interesting, because it's just right down the road from me, San Diego State University... You had a situation where there was a cluster of eight cases of breast cancer in a short period of time. Come to find out, it was electromagnetic radiation from the elevator system. Well, I don't know what it was from, but it was from something environmental in that place. And I've done a lot of stuff down in that area. They had a motor, yeah, that's right. I remember, forget that. I've had a small stroke a couple of years ago. Oh. My memory for specific places is not as good as it used to be. Mm. But yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of occupational problems due to unusual exposure to high-frequency fields, high levels of dirty electricity. And unfortunately, they're going to keep happening until we either get new electricity system or else clean up all the dirty places. Yes. And you mentioned the lighting, and that's something I wanted to maybe have you elaborate on. What is the best kind of lighting to put in our home or office? Is there any kind? Yeah, the old incandescent types. Now, look, they can make clean fluorescents. They can make clean LEDs, but they don't. But to go out and buy stuff, just buy the old you know, vacuum pack, the uh, 60 to 100 hertz bulbs, and use them. Mm -hmm. Some places, written laws, you can't buy them anymore, but they're still around. I went to the store, they, they bought a few bulbs. Yeah, I just find that so curious, the way the legal infrastructure is changing to support things that aren't good for us. But Well, you know, with, with the light bulbs, you could just take an AM radio in with you, tune it off station, and put it near the bulb. If it doesn't buzz, it's okay. You can find them, you know, when, when you're shopping. Mm -hmm. That was something I found really interesting from the book, is if you don't have a meter, just you can use an AM radio to kind of Notice the hum of the static, and it changes based on what it's picking up. That's right. Put it near a microwave. Put it near any dirty bulb or any anything else that's putting out the stuff. Some of the old TVs used to be bad, but the new ones seem to be pretty good. Hmm. So have you, we talked about the fact that we have this neutral capacity return wiring that is not happening. Has there ever been a kind of, uh, a building built, an office building or something where they do take all the right precautions or maybe the advice you would give them and build something that's made specifically to kind of stop this dirty electricity? No, I, I thought of, I've had the idea of trying to, well, I'm too old for it now, but I think somebody ought to build for all these people who are being made sick by this stuff. You know, they build a clean, electrically clean place. You could do it. And you can build it just as cheap as you can build a regular place. You gotta put it in the right place, and you gotta build it properly, and electrify it properly. But, but to my knowledge, it's not being done. Mm -hmm. And so what are some of the other major sources of exposure, say, within the home? Like, if we were to hear this and be like, oh, we gotta get our house in order, where are some of the first places we would go besides the lighting? Oh, well, anything that uses a whole lot of juice. You know, like your microwave, and I'm trying to think of my, I got my place really clean compared to the place in California. 
Well, you can find it with AM radio. Most of the time, you can find any bad emitters. It'll make our AM radio buzz. Because it's radio frequency radio, pick it up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that simple, huh? Yeah. Well, I've got fancy equipment to measure it, but I always take AM radio. Take AM radio when you go to Home Depot see all the places it buzzes. Because you know? <laughs> they, they demonstrate bulbs. It buzzes, buzzes, buzzes. <laughs> it drives <me> nuts. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it is a damn shame. And you have found some really fascinating and surprising places where we're being damaged. Radio operators in the military, ham radio operators. You've even gotten high readings while driving that you discovered was because of the magnetic metal wiring and the rotating tires. That's interesting. Yeah, well, the cities are bad. I mean, I used to carry my meters when I drove around San Diego and and Southern California. And boy, there's some places where the Wi-Fi is just you know, every building has got transmitters on it. In Palm Springs, I had had a couple of places where people were being made sick by the stuff, and there's, there's transmitters from buildings a quarter mile away that were putting their bad, bad fields out, and, and they had no idea where it was coming from. If you point the meter at it, it buzzes. You point it away, it doesn't buzz. Hmm. I got a directional RF meter so I can find the stuff if it's coming from the source. But then I measured... When I was doing a study of a farmer's market at Palm Springs, most of the exposure was coming from FM and microwave transmitters on high-rise buildings at the south end of the campus. But as I walked around in the school, boy, there were some really bad spots. What, what am I going to tell? Hey, you know, you got a bad spot here. <laughs> but I can't tell people that they're going to think you're nuts. You can't feel it, you can't taste it. If the stuff smelled bad or tasted bad, we'd all be screaming. <laughs> Indeed. That was going to be one of the questions I asked you, because I have heard you mention that farmer's market before, and I wasn't sure if it was just its location or if it was all the stuff that people bring to the little cubicles within the market. Well, it was not, most of the stuff they sold was growing, you know, so it wasn't going to kill anybody, but. I didn't go on Sunday when they sold out of the junk, but you know you can find out if the stuff is dirty with an AM radio. Mm-hmm. And we keep mentioning the you know the fact that an AM radio will work. What's the term for like a more sophisticated reader that an average person could go out and look at? You can get a magnetic field meter. I use one that costs a couple hundred bucks. Well, you know you can you go online and just put magnetic field meter, a whole bunch will come up. Uh, I, I do most of my shopping. I haven't shopped recently, but from a place in Albany, New York called Less EMF, I think it's called. Yeah, Less EMF. Mm-hmm. Less EMF. And uh, there's a couple other places that sell. I mean, if you put that up, all the competitors will come up. I'd hate that with the, with the modern computer. I was looking for some vacation trips, and now every screen I'll bring up has got a, a nice vacation ship <laughs> comes up <laughs> because I asked for it about a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> yes, those advertising bots are quite smart these days. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and on the subject of unusual places to find high readings, what about the shower? Yeah, well, in my house in California, the shower was a bad place because just by where it was, it's got water running in the metal pipes and you have more metal pipes around your body and 
down there, anything that was attached or came through the floor, where else would you stand there a pipe like that for, uh, for very long? I mean, you've got to touch the handles to, to get it hot or cold. They're, they're irradiating you, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. I wouldn't have thought that at first. And I've heard you talk about how this work, though it is frustrating that nobody's, nobody's doing anything, you're, you keep doing it even up into your old age because it's kind of exciting and there's all kinds of twists and turns and the work is always changing. You're always learning new stuff. Yeah, I want to go down to the north. To, well, when the weather gets better, I'm going to go up and measure the river where that cow got electrocuted. And I want to go down to a couple women in their mid, middle age, you know, 40s or 50s. Uh, went swimming in a, a reservoir down in, in Alabama and <laughs> didn't come home for supper, you know, and they found them. And the guys who went in to get the bodies got shocked, you know, so they they, they told you what was going on. Mm-hmm. And with no wetsuits, they got shocked. And it's fresh water. Salt water is so conductive, it doesn't get to you. Mm-hmm. It spreads out. You write in the book a little about this long career you've had, and you published some of these early findings about leukemia and cancer, and you had a lot of colleagues that came back at you and didn't believe this stuff. And you just said, hey, look, prove me wrong. That's all you got to do. We don't need to huff and puff. Just prove me wrong. Yeah. How are they responding to your work now? I'm sure you, of course, you haven't been proven. Yeah, hey, look at, hey, you know, that's interesting. About 10 years ago, I wrote a paper, and a couple of guys, a couple of professors from, one guy from the UK, one guy from here, wrote a critique, and the critique was full of crap. I mean, you know. And every time I write a paper, now they, well, they tipped their hand. They, they had to acknowledge in one of the recent papers, one of the recent critiques that they write, uh, about six or seven they've done now. Every time I read a paper, these guys write a nasty rebut to it. But they don't make sense. And then I, I wrote them exactly the same letter I just, I wrote about in the book. I just said, hey, show I'm wrong. Show, show, show that what we found was wrong. And you show that it doesn't exist, you know, instead of going into these esoteric bullshit comparisons, you know. <laughs> but whatever. Right. <laughs> Your guy can X out the shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, unfortunately, th- those guys are getting paid by Electric Power Research Institute, which is wholly, wholly owned, wholly subsidized by the private utilities. It's a lot of money. And they probably get these guys a big chunk of dough to write these stupid papers. And, but, you know, I write to some of the same journals usually. The editor of the journal said, hey, we got another one of these disclaiming letters. And he, he finally told the guys, don't bother sending these to us anymore. <laughs> but, you know, the other people uh, don't do it. But anyway, you can't believe everything you read. I don't care if it's in a good journal. Well, you know, we've mentioned a couple of really serious conditions like leukemia and various cancers. How about suicide? Yeah, that's a serious one. Well, my question was going to be, are these conditions reversible by getting away from this stuff? Suicide, of course, not so much, but are any of these other conditions? Yes, 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 yes. No, suicide's really high in U.S. Armed Forces, but it's not high in sailors. It's not high in people who weren't stationed in the Middle East. In the Middle East, they air condition, and they don't know how to do it, and people get electrocuted, you know. And so they had 
really primitive equipment, and they were getting exposed. It was, it was killing them, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you could we could get rid of a lot of suicides, but I mean we got other problems in this country. Right. I mean, my thought would be that some of those suicides would be related to some of the horrors they see over there. No. No, no, it's not. It's not the guys who are shooting. It's cooks and anybody else who worked over there. Ah. And the people who are stationed in the cooler climates don't commit suicide. The people who fly planes or out ships don't commit suicide. It's just these people who are stationed in places where they were spending two billion dollars on oil to air condition. You know. Hmm. Interesting. I think I wrote that up in the paper, and it's in the book. I really ought to add another two chapters to the book, but I'm not going <laughs> to. You've said enough, you know, with the, with this book. I mean, anybody can take it. It's written in, in it's well segmented. It's written in these little segments where, you know, you can digest one thing before going on to the next, and it makes a pretty ironclad case. I don't know how much more you need to put in it. That's why I wanted to get it to Congress. But, you know, they're a little crooked. <laughs> Well, there's some that aren't, some of the new ones aren't. But no, these new candidates, I'm wondering how many have been, like this Buttigieg guy, yeah. he's a mayor someplace. So. Yeah, Mayor Pete Buttigieg. Yeah, he, uh, he he just got back from a fancy trip to Israel. <laughs> so I ain't going to vote for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought he wasn't so bad, but hey, yeah, that, yeah I, that, that's a red he, flag. Who knows? That, that's one thing I'm sensitive to, and uh, but anyway. Well, one thing I like to focus on when we're looking at some material that is new to people and kind of complex is, you know, who really knew what when? And when it comes to the solar panels, I've heard you say that the industry knows the solar inverters are the problem. You've read white papers where they pretty much put it in there. Well, not just that, but I've been to places where they generate it. There's one place that's in the desert out there, south of Palm Springs. They had like 15 guys work there, about eight of them developed diabetes at the time they worked there. And they were only there a couple of years. And I didn't write that up. I just told them, telling everybody that they want to find high... Well, diabetes is for sure tied to this. Can you elaborate on that? Because so many people are already kind of pre-programmed to assume that it's diet-related. Diabetes, I mean, and obesity, too. You'd think this would be about the food we're putting in our body. Go to my website. I got papers on obesity and, and diabetes. and The obesity stuff showed that if you look at the places in the world that are where people are fattest or places where they're getting these exposures, and that's in the South Seas. Now, it wasn't always that way. They used to eat just fish and stuff that they harvested. And then World War II came and we brought in troops and U.S. food. And then they got fat. <laughs> but anyway, I don't want to get into a big tribe on that. <laughs> well, here's a little mind blower that I love from your book. You talk about this weird correlation between economic recessions and better health that has puzzled scientists for years where in recessions, we get better life expectancy and mortality rates, despite the conventional knowledge that they would get worse. And the contributing factor might be people not being able to keep the lights on. Is that right? That's it. You look at every time we've had a big recession in this country, people have gotten healthier. And it happened down in Cuba, too, You know, when things got tough down there. Unfortunately, if you're affluent and you can have a lot of electricity, it kills you. <laughs> That's why the Amish, you know, they don't... 
this electricity doesn't kill them. Mm -hmm. And it's all the drugs and stuff that people take. You get headache, and headache is one of the main major symptoms of this stuff. Headache and funny pulse, and because I used to get funny feelings down in that house in California before when I moved up here again. Boy, it was just what a difference up north. I got a nice clean house. The ground curtain doesn't get in my house because it's on post and post and beam. And down there they had a slab, no basement. There's no way to avoid this stuff. Thick rugs, you know, that's about it. <laughs> Well, right. In terms of the types of houses people have, their basements, their slabs, they're on some kind of uh, maybe risers or stilts. What is the best option? Something that gets away from the ground, number one. I guess being an Amish house or a DC, DC house off grid, that'd be the best way to live. Mm. You can have your electricity and, and it's not going to get you. AC is bad. That's all of electricity is AC. Except some places where they have people live off grid. Mm -hmm. And so many of us are economically shackled to our situation. It's really hard to make some drastic change. Yeah, I know. Well, look, I got a big, I got a 19 year old truck, and we got another old car. We're going to go buy a car. And I started doing research and found out all the new stuff has got these collision avoidance devices, which are radar, you know? That's bad news, except for Subaru. So I'm going to buy a Subaru. <laughs> they, use, they use lighting, you know, which, is, which is a whole lot safer. It's safe compared to putting x-rays out or, or radar. Mm -hmm. But can you imagine working at a toll booth and every car that comes up to zapping you? Wow. So, I mean, people haven't thought ahead. Electric cars. I measured a couple of really bad news. I wouldn't have one. Unless I measured it and found it was clean. Wow, yes. I'm sure you can be, if you know what you're trying to get, you can get it. But people just don't think about the problems. Yeah, well, I mean, there's not a lot of consumer advocacy out there anymore. It's really tough to find good information when everything's so compromised. Well, there's a lot of people who are interested in this 5G. I hope they can stop it. By the time they get it out here, I'll be gone. I don't have to worry about it. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, I got grandkids. And, a lot of other people, relatives coming up. Uh, but we got more important things to think about, I guess. <laughs> well, it is so sad, but that's why I wanted you to be here. I mean, that's what I try to do with most of the guests is find credible experts who are kind of isolated in their position. I mean, we've already talked about a giant industry that pays people to give out the counterpoints, but it's hard for the average person to 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 find a book like yours and be like, you know, despite what everything's telling me, I'm going to trust this guy. Because you're right, we can't see it. No, you can't feel it. It's there. If you start measuring it, they get paranoid. You know, like, I, I know where it's bad. So I try to avoid those places. And unfortunately, one of my favorite activities that happen when good weather, we got a nice farmer's market downtown. And one day I measured down there. Oh my God, I couldn't believe how bad it was. From lots of sources. But, you know, I told people about it. One of the guys I used to shop with is died of leukemia, and he only worked there you know, three days a week. But whatever. <laughs> and this might be an odd question, but I'm just curious, how has this work 
affected the way you think about the human body because sometimes when people start talking about energy fields or auras or chakras or the the body's electromagnetic system eyes can roll people tend to like what they can see but the body is pretty complex i know your parents were orthodox christians which might relate but has this gained knowledge had any sort of effect on the way you think about the body or unseen parts of it or even spirituality uh, no, spirituality has nothing to do with this. I mean, I'm completely agnostic. You know? And this work has, has made me more so, if anything. Look, it's all right here. It's just another environmental stressor, like hot weather or or anything else that, that's bad. And I feel bad for the animals that can't control their environment. But we're kind of that way, too, you know. We're all mm-hmm. crowding, into, crowding into dirty cities. And, well, anyway, I try to do analyses by urban and rural, and that, that's changed. In the old days, it was urban people were fine, now they're not so fine. Hmm. Cell towers have had something to do with that, because the fields get harder when they're further from the towers, hmm. just to make the phones work. Okay, well, you've had your, you've had your hour, I've got to go. <laughs> Sure. I just wanted to, the only thing is, uh, you know, I brought up the spirituality aspect just because a lot of people in that camp say things like, oh, you need to ground yourself, buy one of these grounding mats or blankets. Oh, no, no, God. Hey, look, I'm glad you got to that. Don't ground yourself. The ground is filthy. I mean, I, I wrote a paper on that. and it's on my, I think I got it on the website. I bought this guy in Palm Springs who sells the damn things, these earthing mats. They wrote a book called Earthing, which is all full of beans. They don't know anything about electricity. And people call me every now and again and say, hey, I got this and that. I don't feel good. I say, well, don't use it. <laughs> Send it back. <laughs> but well, I, I got it. I hooked it up the way they said. Well, I had an outside line to the ground. Well, I was so used to in my plug. It's got a ground in it. And, and no matter what I did, I put high fields into my body. And that, that I wouldn't get without it. So I don't use it. Right on. So ground, grounding is bad news. Indeed. Well, lastly, are there any products that you do recommend for the home? Adapters we can put on our plugs or anything? Oh, well, one thing you could buy, Dave Stetzer, S-T-E-T-Z-E-R, sells filters that you can plug into your outlets if you have dirty electricity, and it'll, it'll take out certain frequencies. And it's made a big difference to diabetics, and, and it cured some people of diseases they, they got from their electricity. That's what I've got them in my house. It didn't cost that much. They've been here for 20 years. So I just make sure that the fields in my house are as clean as I can get them. And I've got a screen I put on my microwave oven so when I'm warm, like I did my, my eggs this morning. And it, uh, I, I put the screen down so it doesn't get me. Mm. And I've measured with and without the screen. It makes a big difference. So little, little stuff like that. Okay. And when I bought my TV, I checked it was a good one and didn't, didn't put up bad fields. And I don't have any. I got one, one light house, a uh, fluorescent light, but I never, never light it, except to demonstrate to people how it puts out fields. <laughs> All right. Well, Doc, it is a lot to take in, but I have so much respect for your work. Again, the book is Dirty Electricity. You've been doing this your whole life, been very dedicated and I really appreciate it. Again, I'll put links to your website. It is your name. And thanks so much. Keep fighting the good fight. I'm glad to have been around. Take care. Take care. 
All right, guys, Dr. Sam Milham doing his thing, fighting back the big machine and exposing the untold dangers of working on the ground floor of some of these shady companies. He's like the Aaron Brockovich of Dirty Electricity, and he's definitely made me more aware of a subject area that I think a lot of us are probably quite ignorant of. I know we hear about 5G and smart meters quite a bit, but... This dirty electricity issue is still within the realm, but it's completely untalked about, and it's been going on for a long time. His book does cover a lot of ground, and I had some other things I wanted to bring up, but I didn't know we were only getting an hour until we got to an hour, but that's okay. Obviously, I was able to fit in quite a few questions in just an hour because Dr. Milham's responses were a little more direct than some of our Longer-winded guests, that's for sure. One thing I got thinking about was forest bathing, this somewhat mystical idea we had been talking about, about the Japanese having success in healing by going out into the forest. Well, maybe they're just getting away from their electrical environment. I also thought the mortality rates, I mean, we did talk about this, but those mortality rates during recessions and depressions, not really correlating to the conventional wisdom was also interesting and maybe it does have to do with not being able to keep the lights on or having to ration electricity it ends up boosting your health even in times of poverty i'm no scientist i'm just going off dr milham's work of course but i do think this is all really interesting and food for thought for sure you know i don't trust a corporation any further than i can throw them so to see someone calling them out, it's a beautiful thing. It's also why this really is just going to be a timed exclusive for Plus People, because I'm sure it can be frustrating to have spent all these years on this, feel as if you're not being heard or your expertise appreciated, and so I don't want to hold him back either. And I'd like to at least get him the largest audience that I can out of respect. But I also want to treat the people who do keep the THC train moving or we wouldn't be here. So when a show like this comes up that falls outside of the normal routine, I try to think of ways to still make it a overall win-win. And I know that we talk to a lot of credible experts in different areas, and it's common to hear a laundry list of conditions that are assigned to issue A, B, or C. And it can be confusing and hard to know exactly what is causing what, but I try not to get too bogged down on those specific details and think whether or not dirty electricity is, say, the leading cause of obesity, I think we should still be aware of it and limit our overall exposure. You know, whether this is the number one issue we're facing or the number seven issue we're facing, it's still something to be aware of. And I think we hit on several areas of exposure, especially in the home, that many of us probably didn't see coming. We also heard about how these corporations funded their own experts in smear campaigns and how Dr. Milham has had to deal with that too. But his book is short and sweet, one part autobiographical memoir, and then one part rapid fire explanations of different case studies he's worked on and different segments of workers who are damaged by the environment their employees put them in, and of course the improper wiring and dumping that they still aren't being held accountable for. 
So good stuff. And I absolutely have a lot of respect for what he's done. And I know sometimes the aging guests we talk to can be a bit hard to hear. But for me, these are really important interviews to get under my belt, to get into my archives. It's like collecting Pokemon, but sometimes it's either get them now or don't get them at all. But consider this a little extra icing on the THC cake this month. Thanks for being a Plus member. Or if you're hearing this when it's out for everyone, you're welcome. Consider signing up for the full show because it's my only source of income and my only focus is to concentrate on continuing to put out a high quality show that has very little fluff and no commercials or unrelated wasted time. That said, I'm getting out of here. Big thanks to Dr. Milhem again. Dirty Electricity is the book and I'll see you next time. Your move, electrical exposers, corporate crime cover-uppers, and architects of a harmful electric grid. Your fucking move. They built a little empire out of some crazy garbage called the blood of the exploited working class. But they've overcome their shyness. Now we're calling them your highness. And the world screams, save me THC. They destroyed the bonds of friendship and respect Between the only people left Who'd even look them in the eye Now they laugh and make a fortune Off the same ones that they tortured And a world screams, save me THC the blood